0: Hello, Tuesday, May 18th. Big show. Hey, big show. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. Coach JB, you're going to love. AJ Hawk, you're going to love. There's some breaking news. I can't thank you all enough for choosing to listen to this show. The fact that you do, I will be eternally grateful for. Yes, maybe even posting when I die, I'll be grateful for this. I don't know where I'm headed. I don't know what's going on. A lot of people believe different things, but when I do, I'll be thankful that you chose to allow us to penetrate your ear holes on this beautiful Tuesday. If you like the show by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never happened. Ty, let's get to it. <laughs> Uh, We have a... I think it's second time guest ever in the history of our show. First time guest of our show, though, since we've moved to YouTube Live every day (laughs) and SiriusXM. Coach JB from Last Chance U fame on Netflix. Also the host of the Slapdick podcast. The owner of Slapdick Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and Slapdick Bullies, which are his dogs that he um, (gasps) he sells. uh, Pit Bulls, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is hysterical. Yeah. Yep. This is one of those guys where I assume there's a lot of people that potentially hate him, but I bet you there are more that love him. Uh he is hysterical. He has a book, I think Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. I mean, he has described himself as uh I I didn't learn a single thing in high school or college, but I'm a straight fucking hustler, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he uh only white dude that grew up in his block uh, uh in Compton or on his block in Compton. He is a person who loves football. I think he absolutely loves. We'll talk to him about what's going on in the football, in the NFL, in college. Every year, a college coaching job will go up because he used to be a JUCO coach, Independence coach. Kansas. Uh-huh. Kansas. Yeah. Where he won, won a championship. That's, That's right. Jay
1: Hawk conference Because he's title. a
0: motivator. He he actually has told people he was motivating that he is a master motivator while motivating them. And that was something that I saw. And I was like, this guy is the greatest of all time. Uh, he, he's pissed he's not getting coaching jobs. He deserves a look. He has a resume. He has credibility. He is would win over the locker room immediately. He's pissed about a lot of other things. His <laughs> podcast is great. Can't wait to chat with him. He'll join us in about 21 minutes or so. A.J. Will be here. Your phone calls 1 833 4 McAfee. There's a lot to talk about at Boston. Connor and Ty Schmidt here, as are the boys in the back. Connor, you said big news of the day is what? The Bruins are back, Pat. Last night, the Boston Bruins evened the series with the Washington Capitals with an incredible clap bomb from Marshawn in overtime. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I don't have the actual stats here, but NHL playoffs, we've said this before. I don't know if you're an NHL fan or not. I would assume coach JB not uh NHL fan. Sure. The NHL has done a despicable job of marketing the game to people outside of cities that have hockey in it. Okay. There's only certain, even the cities that have hockey in them. down in Tampa, I assume they're big fans now. They won the fucking Stanley cup last year, but down South Florida with the Florida Panthers, I would assume the NHL has done an okay job of marketing in those cities and in some of the other cities they have teams in. But outside of that, aside from teams, uh, home cities, Nobody knows about the NHL. Nope. No. Okay. The NHL doesn't have one single promotion bone in their body. Okay. They don't even, I don't even think they have strategy on how maybe we could grow the game. Social media, they actually were one of the leagues that were like, don't post any clips. We Those are <laughs> our clips. Why are you posting our clips? Well, I was thinking maybe, you know, like people who didn't even know the sport existed could see yeah. something like the coolest shit of all time. Now nah, fuck you. You, you got to use ours. It's like, okay, well, guess what? Not going <laughs> to. Nobody's going to do it. Whatever. Okay, nobody's going to do it. They finally get a deal with ESPN and Turner now, so we'll see how that grows. Hopefully, that'll be able to grow things. Now, granted, ratings would say if you do a deal with ESPN and Turner, it's probably going to go down. Hmm. Okay, that, uh, that happened, obviously, with the NBA. But for the NBA, I don't think it's ever been more prominent than it is now whenever you're talking about socially, digitally. They are everywhere. The players are everywhere. The highlights are everywhere on your phones, which is much more intimate than a TV. But ratings are still going down. But the NHL has done a despicable job. Of promoting their game If you're in a city with a team You love it You know why? Because you get a chance to see What it is out there It's an incredible sport It's high action They're flying It seems impossible Because they're doing everything on ice They're Able to do things that Olympians do once every four years at the Winter Olympics, every single fucking night, while also having to score a very, very hard object that's being shot, you know, hundred miles an hour at another human that's standing behind. Pet. It's just—it's a fantastic sport. Okay, oh, I was yeah. very lucky to grow up in Pittsburgh, hockey time. Ah, okay, because we're in the dance. We play, you know, we've mm-hmm. won a lot of Stanley Cups. Mm. We are one of the teams that I think the NHL would hope that teams would be like, hey, watch this team. If you want to get our fans, if you want to get into hockey, watch this fucking operation here. Watch their fans, yep. watch their team, watch their everything they got going. on. Now, there was a time in our history where, you know, almost had to leave town. And Mario Whoa. Lemieux <laughs> came in and saved the day. Even more so, this is a team you would want to watch. I think the NHL playoffs... They should have, who's the uh, commission, Batman Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. Gary. Gary, Gary Bettman.
0: Bettman should have his fucking ass on all of these shows saying, hey, the NHL playoffs are electrifying. Everybody talks about how the NBA, uh, the people that don't like the NBA, they're like, well, they don't start playing defense until the playoffs. Like, I don't think that's true because I've been to a lot of games, but there's obviously an energy boost in the NBA whenever you get to the playoffs because it matters now. Everything's on primetime TV. Here we go. Let's go ahead and do this thing. For the hockey, I'm not saying they don't try hard every single game because that's one of like the things of hockey that you watch. You're so impressed by how that has to be so tiring, and they're going for They somehow find a different speed, though, whenever it gets to the playoffs, and it's happening on ice. Moments are made in NHL playoffs more so than any other sport, I think. Oh, yeah. Like, highlight real shit that you would think to yourself, oh, that happens once. It feels like playoffs have those moments. I think six of the games have been to overtime already in the NHL playoffs. It is. It is awesome. It is magnificent. And with that being said, tonight, 7:30, the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the fuck out of the New York Islanders. Hell yeah! Whoa! In the NHL playoffs that have already been electrifying, have already been offense or uh, uh, awesome, officially begin. Tonight. Tonight? Yeah, because the Pens are going to get their first win. Sidney Crosby, greatest player to ever play. He's going to play, but that's happening tonight. Congrats to your Bruins, though, getting back on the board, getting a win. People were saying, not me, but people were saying Bruins were potentially going to get swept yeah. immediately uh, out of the playoffs. You were saying that. You were saying that. No, I was just observing reporting what other people were saying. Oh, okay. Chara, though, you guys said you shouldn't even skate anymore. Kicked him out of the building. Yeah. He came onto the ice last night. I think he hit seven Bruins before he, his yeah. first shift even ended. Game's getting a little, hey, there's a little face washing going uh-huh. on. Marshawn's doing a little dancing. Yeah. He was in the penalty box a couple of th- I mean, they, they, the the Bruins' capital series is far too early in the playoffs, in my eyes. I feel like this should be happening later, just as a, a fan. But I'm happy uh, the Bruins have won, because now it would be 4-1 caps.
2: Yeah, well, if Chara wanted to do anything, you know, he should have blocked that overtime goal that Marshawn had. But, you know, we'll be
0: waiting for you in the second
2: round when we do win 4-1 in the series. This now is that we're the problem. we're going
0: back home Chara, for those that don't know, which is a lot of people, which is kind of the entire point of my conversation, and nobody knows who we're talking about, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's why you got to do it early though you know hopefully won't be able to just lose everybody by talking about this char did so much for your fucking absolutely everything and you hear this guy well if you really want to do something you should have done something uh, you know last night with marshawn clap on yeah then, he should have you're a scumbag he did you know?
2: everything for the city absolutely i love char like an uncle but hey he's
0: gone and he's not a Bruin anymore, so I will take a stand against him. Which takes us to, when Tom Brady goes back to New England week four, Ooh. the ovation before the game will be very nice, I think. Mm-hmm. Very nice. you think, uh, think there will be a, I don't think there will be a retirement. There'll be a video tribute. That'll yeah. be before the game, though. Yeah, okay. I, I assume everybody, this will be just like Peyton when it goes back. Mm-hmm. As soon as that video ends, as soon as it ends, I won't be surprised if the Kraft Productions uh, Patriot video that gets put together. By the way, he's one of the only ones that has his own production Company that does the Patriots stuff, so it's like his own press conference room. I area. Know, right? yeah. Craft Productions kind of controls all that shit. That's what? why whenever you know they're filming things, other teams, and it's like, well, this Whoa. is actually two different departments. Whoa. It's uh, it's actually I'm part of the. Yeah. they do the whole that whole thing. Um, but I hope at the end of that video they actually put, okay, now we hate them. Yeah. Like they might as well, ass. they might as well just say that it's going to be insane. Uh, Ty Schmidt, the NBA. Oh, playing games start tonight. Okay, this is a big deal for the NBA. We are in a very cool time of sports right now. Mm-hmm. I thought we were potentially dead, and that's because I live in the moment. I go ahead and react to things. There was nothing for the NFL for some time, especially when they were talking about not even fucking doing OTAs. Guys were saying <laughs> that has changed. A lot of people will we talk about that. That has changed completely our sources told us that last week that was our now it's kind of becoming this story teams were negotiating with their players directly coaches were reaching out to to players how can we make this work we don't think the NFL and the NFLPA are going to be able to figure this out but we need at least a couple weeks in a building like don't you agree that what can we do that maybe the Cincinnati Bengals who won't even build an indoor facility what, what what is something we can add to our building so you will come in for 2 3 weeks so we can get this thing done the players and coaches in and, uh, Uh, front office I'd assume they also got involved probably not front office probably coaches and players had this conversation coaches probably ran it up said hey this is what we need Colts are all the way back 70 players are in uh, Miami I think 80 are at the Jets the entire Colts team is here that's going to start happening around places and then you're still going to see some places that are like no we're not doing it because they were a part of a larger statement that they were trying to make which was we need to change these OTAs going forward I think I think that was kind of something that you know, it was a good idea, good premise, good thought, but ultimately was never going to pan out, especially with rookies getting drafted to teams having no idea, no idea what is what in the NFL. Doesn't matter if you're a first-round pick or an undrafted free agent. You walk in that building, your head is spinning, you have no idea. They were supposed to, immediately after the tour that you have to go on basically after you get drafted, to, uh, supposed to tell their coaches, hey, I'm never going to see you again. And the <laughs> yeah. coach is like, motherfucker, I got a guy who's got six years in the NFL, okay? He's got two kids, got a." House. He and I have done great things. You got. You have no chance of taking his spot. If, if we can't even do anything, rookies are supposed to be like, nah, we ain't doing it. Can't do it. Patrick Sertain, the second came out. He's obviously generational now. His dad. He said, I have not earned the right to miss uh, mini camp or any OTAs or anything like that. So we kind of thought that there was a chance that this house of revolution on how the OTAs should be handled was potentially built on a foundation of stone. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. of sand, right? We thought there was going to be some cracks. We thought this thing was going to potentially fall through. It did. It has. Hopefully, a conversation will happen. It cost Jawan James ten million dollars because he got hurt away from the field, which does happen. Now there is a clause in every contract that says we don't have to pay it if you get cut out or if you get hurt out there. But after sitting out a year like he did, and with the current war happening between the NFL and the NFLPA, which the NFL probably saw the people sitting out as a also another shot at them, even though they said there will be no. There will be no repercussions if you choose to sit out. Now, we're going to have an entire season. It's going to go off basically without a hitch. We're going to have all our big-time players play. Ratings are going to be just as high as they've (laughs) always been. We're going to be able to get the Super Bowl in in time. But if you want to sit out because you don't feel safe, there will be no repercussions. As soon as that was said, we knew that was bullshit. (laughs) We knew that was complete bullshit. But we also knew there was no way the NFLPA was going to be able to get all the players to hold out of these OTAs. They did. They did. They did. The rookies show up. Everybody's like, wait a minute. Should, I'm, just because I'm in my third year, I was in practice squad for two years, doesn't mean I shouldn't be trying to get a job here. Now the coaches, players are handling things themselves. Uh, and some teams are going back. I assume some teams will hold out, but uh, it's all a bunch of bullshit drama that means absolutely nothing once the season starts.
2: Well, especially like with a team like the Jets where it's a first-year head coach. It's like, hey, everybody has to get in the building because, you know, he'll cut a guy who has six years because he has no relationship
0: I, to him, right? I've heard his team meetings are... Really good. Electric. I've heard he he commands a room like Mm -hmm. when he walks in it's like here you go because that's something you have to have by the way yeah whenever you're a head coach you have to speak to the entire team when you're a special teams coordinator you have to speak to the entire team everybody else can get away with just kind of talking to little groups offense coordinators obviously have to talk to their entire offense did which is just half the team defense coordinators have to talk to the defense but you can have a pretty good relationship with everybody when you have to talk to the entire team you know you have to be able to you know do well and command respect immediately Mm -hmm. i guess he has been very impressive over there from people i've heard from it's like hey bob this is a guy is he there, running there stairs is in there a guy there. i don't know he's probably gonna be yoked up if infectious
1: I energy i would but, i would guess
0: but we thought the otas were dead ty okay mm-hmm. because we thought this whole thing was happening then our source last week said ah they're gonna do it but still what can you talk really with otas okay justin fields looks good that's awesome yeah andy Dalton's still a starter okay yes, okay. okay justin herbert uh or or uh, Trevor Lawrence, I saw him in the air throwing a ball. Oh, oh really? Still photo. Looked good. Hey, he looked good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, was it completed? Uh-huh.
1: Who knows? There Maybe. was
0: no defense. So It was a spiral. But it looked good. <laughs> Aside from just optic bullshit right now. We thought there was a chance we'd have nothing to talk about. Here I am waking up on the day of a play-in game and Ooh, the Penguins playoff game tonight. I it's first time I slept in 38, 40 hours. Got nine hours, by the way. Wow, I'm nice about rest. ready to Good go. Good night's Powered rest. through after the show all the way to 8.23, I believe, is when I passed out. My wife told me she was taking a picture of me immediately upon me falling asleep and posting it to let people know that you're not dead, like my mom and family. There's people that actually do worry about this stuff, so instead of texting everybody, she posted it, so I learned 8:23. Woke up this morning, 5:23. I was like uh, 5:30-ish, I, I guess, and I was like, man, I should go to bed at 8:23. every yeah. I <laughs> love, felt great. Thought about these games. We got a lot to talk about. Let's we go. have a lot to talk the about. The Pacers. In a playing game tonight,
1: mm-hmm. and you have a juicy boost for it no, as well.
0: Fanduel has a juicy right. boost for Indiana only. You went from minus one forty-two to plus one fifty, and <gasps> I had no idea that the Pacers were favored tonight against Charlotte. But let's go yeah. plus one fifty. I love that. Let's bet on the Pacers. It's the month of May in Indiana. That means Indiana is going to win. Ipso facto, Pacers beating a dog shit out of Charlotte tonight. You get that at plus 150 at FanDuel Sportsbook, only for Indiana folks. Uh, minus 142 to plus 150. Is uh, Ball playing? Yeah, he is back. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, um, I, I know more players on their team than ours. <laughs> <laughs> T.J. McConnell, though, fellow Yinzer, leading this Pacers squad minus one forty-two. I heard around town the last three weeks this coach was supposed to be fired. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now we're pretty decent favorite going into this game against Ball and the Boys Diner Jordan squad. Uh, it's kind of scary to me. I don't know anything about this team, but I'm betting on them heavily tonight because that boost, baby. You yeah, have
1: to Sabonis. So I mean, T.J. McConnell is tougher than a two-dollar stake. Yep. You know, you just. Pittsburgh Guy, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. really all that needs to be said. I agree. I don't know very many guys on their team, and I'll be honest. You know, i you here playing, and I'm just one of the Lakers and the Warriors playing. I mean, tonight's yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's nice, I mean, you know. No, the Pacers are playing. No, I, tonight. Well, right I'm right? saying the Pacers are playing. Come on. As- if I can go minus 142 to plus 150, like, yeah, yeah you bet. But I
0: mean, by the way, Fandle told me about the better, whatever, and I was like, we are favored. <laughs> That's what I asked. Pretty good favors. And they were like, yeah. I was like, all right. Wow. We got a team. We got got a team. Literally, I thought this coach was fired. Me too. I thought Pacers were out. Completely out of. I thought they were terrible this year. That's just because I didn't follow them. I'm just talking about what I had read and heard, mm-hmm. and just from local Indiana people. Yeah. I follow a lot of local Indiana people. Still very lucky to be in this, you know, state and city. Take a lot of pride in being here. But I didn't. I don't follow the Pacers much because I'm a Zion guy. Mm-hmm, right. Okay, the Pacers threatened to sue me one time. That's uh, true. You know, like the whole thing is just like, all right, okay, I'm I'm about done with it. And you know, I am a little petty when it comes to that type of stuff. I will remember that probably forever. <laughs> and you know, I've also bought five thousand tickets for people for the Pacers back when they went to the playoffs at the beginning of the little heat run and maybe maybe couldn't fill the whole place up as, as much sure. as they thought so I bought like 5,000 tickets gave them away I was you know I I had a six rebound night whenever Jason Kidd and the boys came <laughs> wow. into town sitting on the side yeah I was big I was big. I, friends with obviously George and Paul and yeah. Roy and all of them hey I, I enjoyed my run then the whole, we're going to sue you thing happened right. for a Wrangler video we made in their building, which they were very nice to let us in the building. They boy. were. Very nice to let us in the building. We shoot it. All of a sudden, the video goes up. Well, we're going to sue you if you don't take that down. <laughs> Excuse me? You were fucking standing what there are while you we- about? Yeah, you Yeah, you said- let us in the building. You, let, you're, you're you were literally, while we did the On whole thing, told thousand. you exactly what we were doing. I'm going to say, oh, okay. Fuck you. Fired the coach. Got rid of everybody I knew. I was like, I'm done <laughs> yeah. with this team. But let me tell you, tonight-
1: I'm back. We are
0: back. baby. Come on. I did bet on him. This is my first large bet in some time is the Pacers tonight. Now, there is a max at the plus 150 boost, but at minus 142, I just learned this morning we were favored. Let's go for it. Pretty good. I got faith in the Pacers. Let's go ahead and make that magic. Also, Celtics and Wizards, Russell Westbrook in a play-in game. Uh I'm assuming he might have 50, 25, and 30. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about 50. Yeah, I think he's going to have 50. 20 something and at least another double digit operation. This is a play in game. Yeah. This is, there's not a lot of these in basketball anymore. AAU tournaments back in the day, I guess you played one like semi, you could potentially do that. And everything's series. Anything that matters is series, 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 series. A one night, like spectacle almost. I think that bodes well for the type of human that Russell Westbrook is, just personally. Yeah. I, I don't know. By the way, once again, I know tacos potentially on the Celtics. Yeah. Oh yeah, at he at is. Brad Stevens, Indiana guy. By the way, whenever Brad Stevens was still in Indiana, at Butler, that was whenever we we're doing big basketball stuff here in town. I mean, it was glory days. <laughs> That was a Frank was here. Yeah. You know, it was a good, it was good basketball times here in town. Not that it is now because the Pacers are about to win a playing game, but the Celtics, good squad, no. Uh, Jalen Brown got hurt. I mean, our second best player. We're not a great squad. We were not supposed
2: to be this low on the totem pole. Jalen Brown are. got hurt. That's baby. Yeah,
0: that guy. Uh, uh, you're thinking of Tatum. Oh uh, yeah.
2: I'm, I I must have missed the baby.
0: Yeah, the baby. <laughs> he was doing the Drake song. Mm-hmm. Oh, to an yeah. opponent. And he was mic'd up and you wanna walk right up to him and goes, baby. Okay. And I was like, This guy is not scared of a goddamn <laughs> No, he's not. <laughs> he's not scared of it. He was a and he's a. he lights it up, right?
2: Oh yeah, he's very good, but I don't think we stand a chance against the Wizards tonight. but that's great because then we can beat the absolute Dog shit out of the Pacers on oh, Thursday no, night. That, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> that, that isn't is, gonna, gonna happen.
0: Oh yeah, because the losers of tonight play the winner
2: of the Pacers Charlotte game.
0: No, the loser of the Pacers Charlotte game plays the winner of that game.
2: No, they're out. Whoever's the loser of uh, Pacers Charlotte, they're done.
0: Oh yeah, because Celtics Wizards seven eight. Yeah, later game though. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm fucked up. Uh-huh. Pacers are nine, by the way. Congrats uh-huh. to the Pacers, dude. Good year. Hey, so we play. They lose, they're done. <laughs> yeah, if the Pacers lose, they're right.
2: And if we know anything about the NBA, they are going to push LaMelo Ball because they won't have any
0: clips to post on
2: social media if he's out.
0: Hey, if Omar has anything to say in the mm-hmm. Center, if Omar is in the ref's ear, which I – He might be. He might be. Yeah. Because he's kind of playing chess out there with everything. Yeah. There's no way LaMelo Ball is not winning this game. Nope. Nuh-uh. But tonight in Indiana in May – Actually, it's uh, yeah, it's here, isn't it? Yeah, it's in yeah. Indiana. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, they got where we should you go. there. are we going to the game? We're we going to the game. What time's it? I mean, the, the penguins that's the only problem. They, nah, they, I'm not going uh, when I said we, I meant like is uh, oh, somebody told me no, no, no. he's going to the game. Hey, yeah. Nick, you're going? No, next game, no, go. Mitt. Oh, Mitt's Mitt going. Bags, yeah, no, Mitt sent me a tweet about ball this morning. He said, uh, he sent me a ball tweet this morning. Basically, it was like, nah, he, Mitt went to high school here in Indiana. This guy is oh, hes a Charlotte Hornets fan all of a sudden. Oh, what's of What's your deal, he is. Mitt? What's she your deal, well, I, Mitt?
2: He did turn on the Pacers when Miles Turner was watching The Bachelorette earlier in the year, and that's not what he wants to is do. Is that now. what
1: happened? The Pacers also just don't want to win as an organization. I can't watch the team anymore. Pat, Paul George did
0: come out and say that, by the way, basically. Paul said that in, we don't know what's true and what's not true, but Paul George, who, by the way, back whenever Paul George Hill – Roy Hibbert, Lance Stevenson. Ooh, I yeah. mean, that team awesome. Scola. It, it was. Scola. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Cool to watch, too. They had a lot of fun. Who? Did you see? Yeah, who did
1: you Luis Scola. He was the, he's the Spanish guy with the really skinny headband. He was wet. He was I don't, a bench player, but he was here. I don't know if I know. He was here. He might have been towards the end of that run, but he was here.
0: I feel like I was at some games. I do not. Maybe. He was here. I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Maybe not. But after Paul left. You know, it was because yeah. Roy leaves. So there was allegedly something that popped off with that team, you know, and I was, I was plugged in enough to hear the rumors, but not dialed in enough to hear what had happened. But that whole team imploded during an all-star break basically. They came back from an all-star break and all hell had broken loose. There was a lot of stories. I don't know what's real, what isn't real, but they started sending everybody out of town. Paul, it became Paul's team. And then Paul then got sent out of town. He went to Oklahoma City or something like that. Middle, I don't know if he was traded or something. He was like out of nowhere. He's gone. Or maybe he didn't sign. I, I forget exactly how it was. He went to Oklahoma City though. And the uh, the rumors started flying that like the Pacers uh you know aren't aren't ready for or don't want to do this next generation of basketball of like hey you're gonna have to surround your people with people or whatever I don't know that's all rumors I don't know what's true what isn't true all I know is tonight Pacers win by fucking ten yeah
2: absolutely
0: people go through many changes as we get older isn't that right oh yeah for men one of the less fortunate changes is that. Testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. Oh my Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No. You know?
1: Minus 30.
0: Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30. In the testosterone production declines by roughly one percent per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at thirty? That's the thing. This is where that's they can get the, you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those yeah. problems where you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh which can I ask a follow up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Their supplement contains vitamin D3, what? zinc, what? magnesium, what? makeup, what? and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else to learn more about these incredible ingredients. Visit getroman.com slash USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two day shipping. When you go to getroman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two day shipping. That's get Roman dot N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff That's good mm-hmm. That's what I want Now we know Hey Roman Thank you Roman Thank, Thank you Roman Thank you Roman dude. We have a guest joining us now That is An electric factory mm-hmm. He has the Slapdick Podcast You probably saw him on Last Chance U Seasons 3 and 4 I believe on Netflix Where he led Independence To a championship Yeah Hell yeah, Hell yeah. Just an old ball coach from Compton. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Brock. What
3: up?
0: What up, man? Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound amazing. How are you?
3: I'm good, man. Hey, I got a quote of the day for you, man. Can I fucking show up? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Hold on. Yes, absolutely, please. Hey, don't be a fucking side chick catching main chick fillings.
0: Hell yeah. Hey, that was hey. Hey, listen. That's worthy of stopping and getting out there, don't you think? I mean, that is a life perspective mindset that people need to hear out
3: here, Coach. You know what it is, man. Cats can't stay in their lane. I I just don't understand how you can judge a grown person. Another grown person judging a grown person they've never met blows my fucking mind.
0: Hold on. So I assume that happened to you after Netflix pretty heavily. Yeah, I assume you...
3: uh... Uh, Yeah, just a tad. (laughs)
0: So, for people who maybe don't know you or didn't see you on Last Chance, you uh jb if i have a story right only white dude on the block in compton where you come from uh i self-described social chameleon can make things happen wherever just because you're the only white dude doesn't mean you're not scared of a good you know super white conversation if you have to be a part of it <laughs> then your coaching style is one where you know it's like you're uh your boys with the team but you're the guy who has to make the decisions right that's like your coaching style
3: no doubt you know what it is there's um, you know what it is? Bill Parcell said it best. If you can't get through the best player on your team, you're never gonna be shit. And usually your best player is a shit bird. But my my style, to be honest, it's it's kind of uh, you know, like you said, man, it's like trying to get uh it's getting you where you could not get yourself and whatever that takes is kinda of, you gotta do what you gotta do, man. And so, you know, people can't stay in their lane and ju- and they judge you for, for shit they've never even understand uh, what you really do. That's like me judging like you and your Fandles picks. Like, I don't know shit about (laughs) Fandles. Why would I go out and say, oh, Pat McPhee's fucked up. He's the stupidest motherfucker. I get that every day, though. So. <laughs> 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 hey, all right, it coach, is what it is. I mean, it, you, know. hey, you
0: had to know that, right? As soon as Netflix yeah. approaches you for that opportunity, and do they come to you? Do they go to the school? How's that whole thing start? And do you know immediately upon you being mic'd up, being with yourself for your entire life, knowing that you're going to be mic'd up having to coach this group and they're just going to get all access to everything. At that point, did you know, like, okay, I mean, I don't know if you guys are ready for it, but it's about to be a fucking home run. Did you know immediately
3: there? I, Listen, I, they called it. I'm in a staff meeting. This is a true story. I'm in a staff meeting with a bunch of young coaches, and I get a call from them producing lady and uh, Chelsea, great lady, and I'm like, she's like, hey, you know, and I didn't watch the first two Mississippi shows. I didn't know shit about it. All my assistants, of course, knew, and I didn't watch Netflix, man. I, you know, when you work, uh <coughs> You know, you don't have fucking time to watch TV. I just kind of tell my coaches that shit. I'm like, I, I don't get to watch fucking TV. I don't watch. I have 25 plus players in the NFL. I didn't watch NFL games on Sunday. So people, who's who's your team, coach? I don't have a fucking team. I got 25 kids playing, so I don't watch any team. I grew up a Ram fan, etc. But but when she called me, I said, Hell no, I don't want shit to do with it. I heard about the show and all that, and I went home and talked to some mentors of mine and former co- and other coaches. Um, big name coaches. And and I'm like, they're like, coach, they're like, JB, let me ask something the platform you will have. Um, I know you better than you know yourself. You're not going to you, you'd want the platform to help these kids and those young coaches. So Hero. I came back the next day and called her and said, Let's, I'll do it.
0: Okay, and it did, by the way, a lot of players got put over in that thing. The, mm-hmm. As soon as they play in any collegiate game or wherever they go, as as right. seen on Last Chance U. So I think what they told you was accurate, but I don't think they told you the whole story. You were the yeah. star of that thing. Yeah, hey, without hey, question. You, Netflix was thanking the Lord that Coach JB was on there. I did not watch the first two seasons either. As soon as we got to uh, season three and season four or whatever, the guys were like, hey. Need you to watch this
3: fucking I haven't guy. watched the fucking three and four either. I haven't <laughs> watched my own. <laughs> Why not? I Why not? Myself, Why, no, I can't I can't watch myself. I think I I'll cringe or something. I you know, I. You know, the the cameras don't bother me. It's it was the microphones that I knew. <laughs> would fuck me, you know what I mean. I knew yeah. The microphones were gonna fuck me, and I didn't care because one time I'm a two foot in guy, Pat. If I'm in, I'm in. I'm not one foot in, one foot out like a lot of these fucking soft and able fucks. So, I'm all I'm all in or I'm all out, and I. That's why I calculate. You know, I tell I told a guy on Twitter the other day, not every head coaching job is a fucking good one. So, don't just jump in and take in just whatever comes your way, you slapdick. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't just come to take everything. Not all jobs are good ones, just so you clear, all you young coaches out there. Because I'm just telling you, man, it's uh, people just jump into the first thing. You know, it's like, you know, like they say, man, there's two things undefeated pussy and new pussy.
0: Hey, man. I mean, tied that whole thing and really put a bow on that there, coach. I appreciate that. The. Uh, oh, yeah no, no, you did unbelievable. Actually, one of my favorite uh, motivational clips from you is you are standing in front of the entire team ready for a game. And you go, it smells like straight pussy out there. <laughs> and then everybody turned. And, yeah, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, you, you, hey, you delivered it. Great. And by the way, when you do your motivational speeches in there, it does seem as if. Whatever you're saying is relating very well with the boys. You got the best out of that team in season three. Now,
3: you know, not to cut you off, but all these judgmental fucks out here that are super, you know, Twitter fingers and cowards and all this. It's funny. It's really it's, it's Pat McAfee. And he, he puts his city age from Phoenix, Arizona. Motherfucker. No, you're not Pat McAfee. And you're not from Phoenix. Oh, okay. not <laughs> your name. So, like, everybody puts these fake ass names, these pseudo names, and they want to talk shit. But in reality. They're fucking buying my book, watching the show, <laughs> and they're jacking off with their girlfriend. And it's like they—they they, that's the people we deal with. You get the same hate, I'm sure. I get it for whatever you do. I'm sure you you must much less hated than me. <laughs> so, no, no, you know, people that hate That's me. the reality we live in, man. It's crazy.
0: Well, JB, I, I think the issue with that is, and people, I, I mean, probably not to your extent, right? Because you are. You know, in, I assume, a lot of people's mind. In the football world, by the way, I've seen... I don't want to say you before but there is a lot of jbs in the football world okay there's a lot of coaches in uh, position groups and things like that that how jb operates is how they operate there's a i actually sent a jb highlight reel uh that we found on youtube the other day to a couple guys that are currently in the league and they're like that's motherfuck and then they say the coaches and then that got spread by the way mm-hmm. through that right. building yeah. through another building it's like that, that but you were the introduction to that from uh, to a lot of people that didn't know that existed so I assume a lot of people hated the sacredness of this is coaching and football it, without knowing what it is really like, you know, for some people.
3: And, and Pat, to be honest, if they could, if they filmed fucking Nick Saban every day and Dabo Sweeney every day and all these other big name coaches, you would see the same shit. But JB. Uh, uh, obviously, J- they don't. Coach, you know. coach, coach. Yo.
0: Let's say you get. Okay, one of them big time.
3: Hey, yeah. let's say you get hey, one- that, that's got you up. You know, I had a fucking dream. I, it's gonna sound weird as fuck. I had a dream about you. Okay, N- no shit. Know, all right, you wanna do? hear this one, America? Yeah. I had a dream. Now, I became good friends with Danny Green and uh, Lakers, and when they won it all, they smoked my slap cigars and had my whiskey in the bubble.
0: Let's go. And, uh, okay. and so,
3: this is true story. So, me and Danny would talk often, and I said, Danny, you know what you should do talk to LeBron and get me the fucking Akron job. Akron is shitty. They haven't won in two years. They used to turn down players of mine. I'm like, dude, you guys are owing fucking 20. You need. It. You should take my fucking water boy. I said, you guys are horrible. None of my players could even would even play there. They're too good. At, but anyway, I said, uh, get me the Akron job. So Danny talked to LeBron, and I don't know how far the, the story went. You know, Danny got traded to the Sixers, obviously, and maybe win another one, but talking about a winner there. But anyway, uh, I had a dream. I became the head coach at Akron, and you were doing field like play-by-play for some reason, kind of like go. the XFL. And I, we beat Alabama for the Natty at fucking Akron. Let's I go! go.
4: And,
3: uh, and you come down, and you know you whisper something in my ear, like, "Man, I, I knew you could do some shit like this." And I'm like, "I'm like, hey, man, I'll, I'll only talk to you. I'm not gonna talk to fucking Herb Street and." <laughs> <other stuff." laughs> In the dream, in the dream, you had that dream in the dream. All this shit happened. You know what I mean? It's crazy because, you know, I don't know. We're not going to get into all that. Keep Fowler the fuck away (laughs) from me. All right. In your dream. That's hysterical. Okay, so let's talk
0: about that. If you were to get one of those jobs, right? Because now, you what, Juco is where you've, you've really made your name in this entire thing. And by the way, Juco, pretty big part of the entire collegiate football system. Now, all of us believe it should be changed with the way it's handled and all that shit. But the Juco is a big deal for guys that can't pass a test, maybe, because they had never had to sit through something like that in their entire life. But they have the ability. You go to Juco, hopefully go to classes, get scores up. Then you go to a D one's a lot. He has 25 guys in the NFL that have done that. There are hundreds more right. that have done the same thing that have had to go to. 21% of the NFL's Juco.
3: 21% one in every five. I believe something like that is in the NFL. 21% of the NFL is former Juco kids.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's a very vital part of the entire thing. A lot of people Ann know Rogers, you.
3: Aaron Rogers, you're a guy.
0: Yeah. You yeah. upper Butte. Yeah. It's God. Noon.
3: Cam Newton as Cam well, Cam Newton. And, and, Chad Johnson, Steve Smith. I can go on and on and on. Hey, Jason Cam,
0: Pierre-Paul. Hey, Cam Newton at that JUCO where he's rapping. Yeah, and he's, I mean that is that is. An, go ahead.
3: Blinn College, yeah.
0: Yeah, you, you beat their ass or no?
3: We didn't play him, but that you know they who they beat. They beat Sims, the coach I went against at Garden City. They beat him when he was at Fort Scott. So he had <laughs> Jason Pierre-Paul and Levante David, both Super Bowl winners for the Tampa Bucks. They were on that Fort Scott team and could never tackle cam in that game <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay so let's say you get one of these jobs all right let's say you get one of these head coaches at uh, one of the big schools they have to know about you because your players have gone there are you getting on tiktok immediately wow. like dabbo swinney and hitting the drip Dabo
3: <laughs> swinney's got the drip no, he's man, got to the- growing up growing up where i grew up man gangsters didn't dance we boogie <laughs> I, I can't dance. I would never try and TikTok is not my shit. I started TikTok for my daughter I, just to do that deal and fuck, man. I don't know. I got like 30,000 followers and, like, Woo! Yeah! Woo! and I was like what the fuck is this TikTok shit? So I, I haven't been on TikTok basically since um, I had a publicist who I fired. Um, <laughs> he was just one of these enabled fucking soft fucks, man. I, <laughs> just like posting, man. Just like making my whiskey, Pat. You know, we we blended it 10 times and the distiller's like, fuck, man, this guy is an asshole. I'm like, you know what? I'm not putting my fucking name on something unless it's better. And I wanted it better than Maker's Mark. I was a Maker's Mark guy, so I said, if it ain't better than Maker's Mark, I don't want to put it out. Yeah, out of and-
0: nowhere, too. Out of nowhere. Hey, just make Maker's Mark been around hundred years. <laughs> yeah. Make this shit better now. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, man, why not? Hey, shoot for the stars, land on the moon. <laughs> hey, that's what they say. Miss every shot you don't take. Now, the thought though of you getting one of those big gigs, ever going to happen? Or you think you uh, you think at no, this point it's impossible? Never.
3: Never. Never happened unless Pat Maxey endorses me. You know this is the thing. No, no, no. They got, they don't want this, my words. <laughs> this is this is the real story. are two. It's it's a it's a it's a recyclable business, and it's the same slap getting recycled. And and be honest, let, I'm break it down real quick. If you got two minutes, I'll show you the why. Nothing but time. All right. There's there's how many head coaches deserve nine million dollars a year? Nick Saban and Double Swingy. There's no other coach. Don't even put them close. It, and, and we can argue that's too much to me making coaching college kids, even though we know the profession is professional. It's a professional business as the head coach in college. But at the same time, people can argue that's too much, even though they basically build the university's math labs, computer labs, <laughs> <and> everything else, <laughs> right? And everyone wants a bitch about athletics. But anyway, um, the bottom line is who the fuck else wins? Nobody. Saban and Dabo. That's fucking it. And Ogeron had, and I good friends with Ed, and, you know, no no shot at him. He, he had the one year. You know what I mean? And he had the best quarterback, the best OC, the best talent that year, and and I believe that caught up to him and they're back to being LSU. So, what I'm saying is, Saban wins, and Dabo wins. And they play each other every fucking year. And Ohio State will sneak in there. And if Irvin was still coaching college, I would throw them in there. But, um, There's no other coaches winning. But guess what? They fire Willie Taggart and paid him $18 million to fucking leave. (laughs) (laughs) So they paid paid your boy Malzahn $22 million to leave. Like... (laughs) These guys, Pat, have PhDs. These are presidents of universities. They have fucking PhDs. I got three master's degrees, all right? And I'm yeah! Like, yeah! I didn't learn one fucking thing in those classes. <laughs> so it's a, it's the biggest waste of ink in the world. And I believe the student loan drama, all that shit oh, is yes. off. Oh, anyway, yeah. that's a whole nother ballgame. So, um, you know, <laughs> you can get as many degrees as you want and still prove that you are ignorant. And ignorance is life-threatening. We have PhD people making decisions to pay people $18 million to leave, have to reach out to boosters to fundraise, to pay the new fucking coach, who is also a recycled guy from another university. He just got fucking fired from for not winning. (laughs) And now you're going to rehire another guy. It's like, Hold on. Let's let, hire Pat McAfee as the president. There we right? go. There we go. Here we go. Pat McAfee is the president of the university. He's going to think outside the box. He's going to go hire a guy. And let's say the head coach, you know what, JB, we'll pay you 500 grand just to make it legit. So, <laughs> you know, I, w- I would say 200 grand to be honest. Oh, so, poop,
0: yeah. I, 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 don't do that, lot. JB. Don't do that. There's, there's some PhD listening right now. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what, you're yeah. right. He'll take 1 million.
3: But pay, pay, pay me 500 and give me the staff pool allowance of another Power Five. So give me the staff pool money, though, that's equal to all the rest. Uh, let me go hire some staff. And then people I know that are worth it, I'll go hire those guys. And then let me prove my worth. Don't put me on no three-year deal. Don't pay me out. Put no. me on a one-year deal. Let's see. Let me show you improvement of culture. Let me show you improvement of academics and character. And then we'll go from there. And I'm not going to say we're going to win it all year one. But I, what I'm going to say is these are the things that I'm telling you. This is a three year plan for success. Year one is this year. Two is this year. Three is this. Now, if I don't succeed and meet those goals, fire my ass, but you haven't paid and busted the bank and how PhD people PhD. not only hire these same people, but, but also you reach out and hire firms to hire for you. like, that is the biggest waste of your PhD in the... Why do you have a... <laughs> I, I don't get it. And then you hire these ADs who are scared as a hoe in church to hire a guy outside the box. And... We all know it's who you know and who knows you. And oh, it's not what you know. Hey,
0: so. that's hey, that's legitimately the world, JB. And I think with what you just said, there's a lot of people who immediately upon you saying it go, yeah, well, that, is, hey, that is That is. 100% right. I assume that happens to you a lot, JB. A hey, guy who's a big fan of yours who doesn't tweet you enough positive things, because all you're hearing on Twitter is an echo chamber of the negativity because they're the ones that are most active. you got to remember, you got a lot of people that love you out there. Here's one so, of them. Ty Schmidt, big fan. Yeah, huge fan, Coach
1: jb i've watched seasons three and four you know hundreds of times listen to the podcast as much as i can haven't listened in a couple days uh is there anything you're kind of going in on right now i mean i i love it because i just sit there and laugh because you just tell it how it is is there anything that you've kind of been zeroing in on like all right this this needs some this guy needs some comeuppance
3: yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if you've had the guy on your show, but Deshaun Watson's fucking quarterback guru, supposedly Quincy Avery, who's this guy, was on my podcast. By the way, it was the lowest rated fucking podcast I had because was so fucking bland. And it was fake. But anyway, I had this guy on my podcast, and he was only put on my podcast because it was a favorite to Jordan Palmer, Carson's younger brother who runs a legitimate quarterback guru. training camp out here. Yeah. Guru. And, uh, so anyway, Marcellus Wiley, good friend of mine, obviously, growing up, um, he had it out with this guy, Quincy Avery, also. And, it, and I stayed out of it because I had Quincy on my show. So I was respecting his uh, that he was on my show. And I was like, you know, professional, but, uh, professional. but anyway, you're being professional. You're being professional. <laughs> yeah, I'm being professional, man. People don't know I can stay in my lane. <laughs> social anyway, chameleon, social chameleon. Yeah, I'm a chameleon and I understand protocols <laughs> and, you know, I follow the lead. And just so you guys know, Ty and all you guys over there, just so you're clear, you are great. Fucking subordinates, and just understand the head coach is only fucking as good as his assistants. Bingo. So you guys are making had a great show. Bingo, Appreciate that, hundred percent. Thank
5: you, coach. Thank you, coach.
3: Um, no doubt. But you know the thing is, I, I tell us this guy Luke Skywalker. Everybody knows who Luke is, <laughs> all right. Two life crew, Luke. Oh, okay, and okay, okay. he's coaching out, and you know he's been coaching youth, kind of like Snoop Dogg did. And he tweeted out a tweet, and it said. Any coaches at the four year level that offer your kids without you knowing, meaning the head coach of the current kid, is unethical. And he put Quincy Avery responded by saying something like, you sound silly. That's what he told me, too, because I responded saying you're a thousand percent correct. And uh, so I went in on my show talking about it and I wouldn't let you in my office if a kid of mine was offered by an assistant without me knowing um, prior to. And I actually have kicked out head coaches at the Power Five level out of my office. I I had a guy, Luke Meadow, who was the head coach at Ole Miss at the time, sitting in my office. He comes in my office, sits down in my chair across from my desk, (laughs) puts his feet up. And I I was luckily, this was the professional Jay because I would have slapped his fucking foot (laughs) off the desk. I would have slapped it. But I said, you know what? He was with a buddy of mine who was his OC. I go, "Uh, what's up? What do you need? Oh coach, I just wanted to come in and talk to you about Malik Henry. I said, really? I said he robbed fucking McDonald's last night. You didn't know? He's like jaw dropping. And I go, but you already offered him, right? Oh yeah, we had him on a visit. Really? He he robbed McDonald's last night. Good luck. And I walked out my office. <laughs> and, uh, and them motherfuckers just sit there and look at you. And and so you, I'm like, and so I, I came back and, and, uh, and about a week later I wrote him a letter, and I said, you know, at what point? Did we become so, you know, unprofessional and inconsiderate of because of the social media world? At what point did we stop, um, you know, using professionalism and courtesy, common courtesy to let coaches know that they're interested in their kid? Because oh, okay. I might have a deeper story to tell you about this motherfucker you're going to give $100,000 scholarship to. So... I don't know. If that's not unethical, then I don't know what the fuck is.
0: But <laughs> I'm just <a> uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, he robbed McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> and then you walking out, by the way. You had to feel, oh, my oh, God. Fuck. Hey, walking hey, I, out of that I room. Of
3: a lot of people that a lot of coaches did that shit. I, I used to tell, fuck, all kind of big time coaches that shit. I'm like, don't come in my fucking office again and recruit a kid. If you can't have the common courtesy to let me know you're recruiting him, because I might text you back and say, this motherfucker has four Fs, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, wouldn't you want to know that shit? Hey, hold on, JB, JB, JB,
0: JB. Yep, yep. To your point there, though, Urban Meyer said whenever free agency happened here for the NFL... He was like, I don't get a chance to meet these guys. I'm signing. Like, Urban Meyer was like, I want to meet everybody I'm signing. He said, that's kind of, it's much different than how I do business. The NFL is doing things a lot different. And we kind of shit on him almost. We were like, hey, Urban, we get it. Okay, that's fantasy land. But, like, this is not how the NFL operates, you know. And to your point, it feels like that's like a big code almost amongst coaches. Is Is that what you're saying there?
3: Well, it used to be, but apparently now it's not. And so now it's you know what I found out talking to like Sark and good friends of mine, Lane Kiffin, Ole Miss and different guy. You know what it is? It's Twitter. It's tw- it's the fastest one to Twitter. It's the kid. And that's the power five's coaches answer to me. Huh. Coach, we got to offer this motherfucker, man, because he's being offered on Twitter. And so we got to catch up. And I'm just like, but, dude, I would never do it. If I was the head coach at wherever, power five, give me a school and I'm the head coach. I'm going to still get you. I don't got a fucking tweet. You're at LSU, bro. Why the (laughs) fuck do you need to tweet this kid with Akron? Who gives a fuck if
5: you can't beat Akron out on this kid because he tweeted him first? You're fucked. Coach, I have your book here, and I I have a uh, quote highlighted. I just want to read it to you and uh, ask a question. As a coach, you want to save the slapdicks and even a few fucksticks, but I've learned over time that shitbirds can't be saved. So... It goes slapdicks and then fuck sticks and then and then shitbirds can't be saved. Far down there though, right? right.
0: Shitbirds far yeah. down there, right? It's like slap dick, fuck stick, and then there is a yep. yeah.
3: Yep. There's a chapter in there titled "fuck stick, shitbird, and slap dick." So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, I, 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 just so you know, I got slapdick trademarked and registered. <laughs> Let's go. We yeah. saw that.
0: Yeah. We saw that on
3: Instagram. I We're proud of it. you. So, um, yeah. So I just sued your whole crew there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know Yeah. So look, Slapdicks you know, Slapdick is uh is a kid. We're all Slapdicks. We've all our fuck ups and we do Slapdick is shit and you know, we we uh but we got good natured, good heart. Um we mean well at the end of the day. We're just you know, we just do fucking slapdick things. <laughs> is when you transferring from slapdick and just before you create an equal a shitbird you're in a you're in this gray area where we can reel you back in and become a slapdick again but once you turn that and go over that hill and you're a shitbird uh, there's no coming back cuz i mean at, at that point you're basically you know you've told everybody to fuck you it's my way or the highway and i'm going to do it my way and you see how many shitbirds really last out there and uh too bad a lot of the best players I've ever coached um, that you never hear of were shitbirds, and uh, I tried and tried, but, you know, you learn real quick. You can't save them all. Try to save one. <laughs> can't save them all. you spread yourself too thin. <laughs> I can't tell you coach that. Either, but.
0: Hey, JB, you're fucking electric, dude. We got to get out of here. Uh, we got a break coming up. I uh, need to do this again. Keep in touch. You're the best, dude.
3: Anytime, brother. I appreciate you guys. ladies, and Hey, what's your uh, socials? Uh, so, the real coach underscore JB on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram, and then my YouTube is I believe just Coach Jason Brown or something. Shit, I don't even fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your TikTok? What's your TikTok? I think it's the real coach JB. All right. Or the real coach underscore JB. Fuck, I don't. All right, we appreciate <laughs> you, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, though.com. Oh, there Check you go, Slapticbulliesdotcom. Got Great. one left. The motherfucker's a stud, man. <laughs> Jason Brown. Yeah i want to congratulate you for being getting married man i texted you you didn't fucking text me back but it's all good uh (laughs) uh, hey congratulations man and uh also i saw your dog being sick so i was gonna shoot you a bully man because i was like you know you get if something happened,
0: we'll be be back hour two on the other side okay we hit it all right listen we hey we're still live on youtube right now we're not live on sirius you let's talk about those dogs. We got six minutes here before we get back on serious. We're still live on YouTube, though. Okay, we're still very live on YouTube. <laughs> we, we've had to tell people that we told people that in the past, and they have immediately exposed themselves. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, they'll be like, "Oh, I heard that from fucking." They say, "Anyways, um, the bullies." You got some good looking dogs over there. I got a whole zoo, so I don't need one right now. But you got good look. How'd you get into that,
3: man? You know, I've all, I've raised dog bullies for my whole life, man. I've had them growing up, and uh, Shit, man. Growing up in Compton, that's that's what you had. Um, This is, how you know, they weren't fucking bullies back then. They were called pit bulls. And what happened was we became so fucking soft as society. We added a fucking name to the fucking dog breed called American Bully. Like get the fuck out of here! It's a pit bull. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's American bully now, so you can have them in certain places like mm. fucking Odessa, Texas, and fucking uh, you know Kansas uh, somewhere. Apartments I mean, but-
0: too, apartments, some apartment buildings. Yeah,
3: and- yeah. So they're American bullies, but uh, just so you know, if you train them wrong, they'll rip your fucking face off just like a pit bull. Like <laughs> are pit bulls, fucking dumbasses. But anyway. Um, yeah, so, so, so Stogie, just so you know, who's world famous now, by the way, this motherfucker, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I'm letting the world know because, Pat, I, I love you to death for I this. I appreciate that. This motherfucker I had to put as my fucking service dog. So Stogie was my service dog because that's the only way he was legal in kansas really allowed to be in my office and then when netflix came and he tried to rip the face off the filmer (laughs) i had to leave him at the house so (laughs) basically um yeah uh yeah he's my service dog so imagine me walking this crazy fuck through the airport and
0: uh, (laughs) well that's the thing I i think immediately upon seeing stogie you know, I think anybody who is potentially a judge on I mean, know if it's a service dog or not would be like, "Oh yeah, that that yeah. dog, that come dog, on
3: up, that pet him." <laughs> yeah. and he, he he punks you out a, too. He punks your like, ass out. Oh fuck, dude. He, he One of my good friends, man. This uh, this is a true story. He fucks him every time he walks in the house <laughs> oh. And so uh, my my friend just says, "You know what? Fuck it. Go ahead and finish now. Just finish." <laughs> and, like- I can't get him off. Me.
5: Coach, uh, you talked about how you have twenty-five players in the league. Raheem Boyd was drafted the Lions. Do you have any thoughts on head coach Dan Campbell, Motor City Dan Campbell, and the Lions? Uh, man, I, you know, I saw the show with Pat. I, I
3: like, I like uh, what he does. I, I just think that that him and the Urban Myers and these other guys. I think they have. The NFL has become so dependent on social media, instant gratification. These players making more money than the coach. That shit ain't going to work no more, in my opinion. I just don't think that motivational tactic is going to work the kids and the players to see through bullshit and you know we call them we call them dumb and all this shit but you know what they're not they're not stupid and oh, they'll yeah. see right through you in a heartbeat and and if they don't see you uh, if they want to they, you know real recognize is real man they want to see genuine shit and uh, when you can relate cry with the kid or the player and the, or the man whatever and, and, and hug on them and love on them at the same time and you know like Bruce Arian says coach them hard love them harder I've been doing that my whole life, man. That's why you've never seen a fucking kid bash me on social media, even though you've seen the 96-year-old fucking blue hair in Kansas talk shit. You ain't going to see fucking my players talk shit, right? There's a reason. Like, fuck, but, but, but judge me because you saw me on eight hours of fucking show. Just so you know, they show me for 3,500 hours. 3,500 hours, and I, they showed 16 hours of me. Hey, like,
0: think about the uh, the editor, though. Oh, man. Oh, my God, that um, editor. The gold? Oh, the, what got left on the editor's room floor?
3: Yes. Oh, man, you know, unless... Um, Netflix better start fucking breaking some bread, because they didn't pay me a dime. <laughs> and, they, and I think they Holy. fucking tarnished my name, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but, uh... You know, I'm gonna send out a fucking disclo- I'm gonna send out a thing from my lawyer saying I want the unedited fucking cuts of all this shit that hasn't so aired. That at. hasn't
0: aired because they don't own it yet. Because they haven't put. They own it technically, yeah. but they haven't yeah. profited off of it yet. Yeah. So there has to be so, some sort of negotiation. Yeah. I assume and you're gonna that, have to. Pay you know them.
3: me. I was just a coach. I didn't know the business, but they should have put my ass as an executive producer on the fucking credits, and I'd be getting paid <laughs> from the most watched show in their fucking history of besides fucking Tiger King or. <laughs> fucking Jordan show. I think we were at one point the highest watched show, and motherfucker, I'm struggling to pay rent. No, yeah. hey, well, we're gonna change mortgage, that. Mortgage, mortgage, mortgage. <laughs> it's a big difference. Mortgage and rent's a big fucking. Yeah, yeah, hey, for the, for the... hey,
0: don't be somebody that leases something. Be something that owns something. JB, all right, I'll talk to you here in like what? Uh, I gotta go live. I'm live in one minute.
3: All right, go,
0: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, go, Jason. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ. Hey huh? AJ. What's up, dude? You see uh Coach JB there? We got to get you on at the same time with him one time, I think. Yeah, I uh, I was lucky enough to watch the whole thing, yeah. <laughs> that dude has some
6: gems the whole time. A lot of like really really good I guess, insightful knowledge that's like, mixed in with his delivery. I think sometimes it goes like overlooked, like the smart things that dude says.
0: So that's the, uh, that's the interesting thing. I have an entire theory on it because I'm not gonna say that JB and I are similar people, we're not, but we do potentially get judged for being a little bit different than the status quo of who is in said position normally. You know, there's two types of people I think, and I might be wrong, but during my research, there's two types of people that listen to music. They either listen to the sound Okay, so the singer's voice or the rapper's voice is just an instrument added into it. So the sound of the voice is just added into the background music, and they like the sound of it, okay? There's other people that listen for the lyrics, right? They they listen for the lyrics. And then I assume there's people that just kind of blend that whole thing, though. I'm a big lyrics guy. Like, I want to hear the words. I want to know what we're talking about, and then I'll kind of get into it. But if the lyrics are absolute shit, it's like, I can't get behind this really, unless it's... Uh, my heart told me one day i love that you would only. So that song is just, those words are just sounds to me. Yeah. They're just, they're just sounds. So it's just in that entire thing. But I'm a, I'm a lyric guy. Diggs is just a big, yeah. just sound guy. Okay. Because Diggs will be like, oh, I love this song. I'll listen to the song. I'm like, Diggs, you love this song? And I'm like, listening to the story that's in there. And Diggs' is like, I didn't hear any of those I words. didn't hear one of them. I didn't hear one of that. <laughs> I just want to let you know I understand. I think there are people, whenever they listen to people, speak they hear the sound in the delivery but they don't listen to the words right they, so through the sound and the delivery you can probably get the message but you're not hearing the words verbatim i think for me for instance there's a lot of people that only hear the sound and potentially the the loud and and I'm like, I like i think i say some smart things every once in a while but those people will never hear it because they're not even listening for that they're just seeing everything else JB is very similar and by the way so are you you i would assume that whenever you were trying your best to do uh uh Color commentating, yep. and whenever you're trying your best to do a TV guide and everything like that, like your personality is not set up to be on one of these shows where you're supposed to bicker all the time. I mean, that's just not the way it is. So it's just a little bit different. But JB, hey, you watch Last Chance You, there are some moments in there where you're like, okay, it's good coaching. Like, got his guy out. Yeah. And then there's some things he does that are like, all right, JB, uh, can't be doing that. Can't be doing oh, that, that <laughs> JB, can't oh, be doing that. You know, it's that whole thing.
6: He had an interesting thing I saw when he said, uh, "Ignorance is life-threatening." Like I would like to hear him explain that more, but it makes so much sense to me.
0: Well, and it, the the enabled fucks. Yeah, yeah he used that one a few times. It's like,
6: well, he. The, what's really interesting and very true was when he was describing the coaching, hiring, firing process yes. in college, like how they you know, all these PhDs and all this PhD stuff, and then they people. pay dude to fire him, But then when they they hire outside companies like a search committee, they probably pay those people. 500k a million i don't know what to do what Mm -hmm.
0: look at linkedin and find good resumes we talked about that whenever the nfl does that the nfl hires uh teams hire consultants to hire their next head coach or GM it's like we Whoa. should do that hey can we start a consulting company to
6: hire college and NFL coaches
0: there's one uh, there's like two there's two groups of people that do this there's like uh we learned about this during the entire process when the Houston Texans were hiring their coach we had to you know like dive in how are they hiring who's going on how's this whole thing going and they're like oh they hired a consulting uh firm or whatever it's like Cornfair yeah Corn fair. you shouldn't you shouldn't own a team then like why are you on it, why are you on it? Why do you have a G yet? Why are you doing? Why are you doing any, why do you even have the business if you don't even know who you should hire to guide the business in the world that it's in? And we came to the conclusion that a lot of people are just stooges. They have yep. no idea. They happen to fall into a position or that gives them an out for themselves. Well, I didn't hire, this guy stinks. I didn't hire, it was these, these people stink. Corn fairy stinks. Like it, it almost gives them one of those, but the PhD people he's talking about having other people, he's like, well, what do you have the PhD for? What, do you, what, what did you even get the PhD for if you're not gonna do that, I thought it was very valid. Very, very valid. A couple people took, uh, you know, some ricochet shots in that whole thing, but very valid what he was saying in there. Yeah, and I guess they could what people could try to say if they hired the outside committee and pay
6: all this money. They're like, Hey, this is a huge investment we're making and we need to delegate this part of it because this is not our specialty.
0: No stone unturned, you know, mm-hmm. this whole I gotta, thing.
6: We have to pay a million to try to make sure we don't make a $30 million mistake, I guess is what they're trying, but there's no guarantee either
0: way. That's how corn Ferry pitches it. I bet that's a, their entire deck. <clears throat> yeah. I bet you that's their entire PowerPoint presentation. <clears throat> this is the average cost of an NFL coach. Okay. I
6: didn't know that's what corn Ferry did. I know
0: the corn Ferry tour, but I had no idea. Yeah. What they did. yeah the corn ferry
6: tour is what I'm going to skip. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Of course, you're way too good for that. No, no, I'm not. I'm not worried about it, though. I'm not. No, that ain't not thinking about. It. I ain't nope. thinking about it. that. Ain't what I'm doing. Hey, listen, I'm, when I'm good enough to. So be, how do you
6: get in though? If you're going to skip the corn ferry, how are you? How do you suggest you get into
0: skill? professional rank? What to the champion store? I, I feel you just hit show up at a driving range, right? Hit yeah. the ball pretty far. Yeah. You're good. You're ball
6: in. me hit this drive. Oh man, now I'm shaking in my boots. I feel like my 20 million is very is at risk if that's how you think you're going to get in.
0: Speaking of 20 million, he's talking he about it. people paying 22 million dollars for people to leave. Yeah. 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 And he said your guy Malzahn I thought he was actually talking to me. He was talking to the PhD people. He was talking to the PhD, your guy Gus Malzahn got paid 22 million to leave or whatever. It's insane how and he'll get a job again by the way, so Oh yeah. And then if he wins, guess what? He's going back into a big one. And then if he doesn't again or whatever, he's going right back into the cycle. It's a- now, it's a lot of time, obviously a lot of effort. I don't think anybody's doubting that. But it does feel like it's the same people. I don't know if JB's ever going to get hired. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to get hired. But, man, I would I would love a day where we could maybe make a game day-like atmosphere at one of his games. He would come out to that crowd before the game. Oh. Standing ovation. Oh, my. In Kansas, though. No. He, uh-huh. he got
1: one. KU.
0: What's that? AD he got fired.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think he. Well, yeah. Did yeah. he end up getting fired, or did he? Was he forced to resign? <laughs> well, there was thought he got something fired. Happened?
0: Who's did this? Something happen? Coach J B. Coach J B. He said. Something.
3: Yeah, something happened. Oh but, yeah, he.
0: Yeah. Once again, he said the cameras weren't the issue; It was the microphones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he said, and I do believe the microphones were a part of the entire. By the way,
5: Malzahn already does have yeah, UCF. Job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. See, and that was UCF had. um. No, you. Ruff had Texas guy who just got fired. Uh, Charlie Strong, Strong. Charlie Strong, who's yeah.
6: still, he was still getting paid by Texas. He's I with think. Urban. He's Urban's linebacker coach, I think.
0: Yeah, and then he got. By the way, he got run. They didn't for whatever reason. He's gone. It, he resigned, I guess, is what uh, Zito just said. But that that whole thing, fascinating. The whole coaching gig. The whole coaching. Speaking of coaching, let's go to Chris in Montana. Chris, what's going on? Jesus.
2: Chris, Chris. Turn turn on the, turn on the yeah.
0: yeah, that's Chris. he He could have never hey, guessed Pat. we were going to come at this time, by the way. What do you want to talk about, Chris? Yeah, what's going on?
5: JB is got- hey, a fucking legend, for one.
0: Yeah, he is. I agreed. Oh,
5: he's fucking awesome.
0: But I, I want agree. to talk about another slapstick. Okay. Do you hate AQ Shif- Shifley? Oh. Why? What? You haven't had him on. You've had all these other people on down in Tampa, but you haven't he's had him. To- he's
4: grinding. Chris, he's yeah, just, one,
0: just why I led to Chris, by the way, because I did see... Does Pat hate AQ as the question? (laughs) AQ is currently all the way in on film and rookie minicamp. He yeah. stopped by the house the other day, right out of their practice or whatever. He got like a couple hours open and night. He just showed up. He It seemed like he hadn't talked to a human maybe in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, it was. Boom. That's the coaching life though. AQ's all the way in there. And if he was to come on the show, we would do exactly what we do to AJ. But AJ can't get fired from anything. AQ could get fired from things. So it's a very... Oh, so Let's go ahead and talk about something that he could potentially get fired for. I'm going to ask... I, I would ask him immediately about how the coaches feel about this NFLPA and NFL situation. And I don't know what his answer would be. I have no idea what he would say, but that would definitely put him in a position to fuck himself over. <laughs> yep. So that would be something I would have to ask. This is getting interesting now, uh, AJ, because there are teams that have come out through the NFLPA and said, we are not. And there are some teams that said some of us will not. And then there's other things. Now we're getting to the point where there's 70 in Miami, in Miami 80 in New York. Yeah, is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, 80 in New York, 70 in Miami. I, I didn't if it was 80 the in time, Yeah, those are very close. Those two are very, very, very yeah. similar. That is, that is tough to do. But 70 in Miami, 80 in New York with the new head coach, B-Flow with a whole new crew after getting rid of some of his vets, maybe a turnover in there. They got a lot of players down there. Adam Thielen, whenever he talked to us, he said, we're back in the building next week because at that point, he said if other teams are in the building, we lose all of our leverage, and 50 people were at the Patriots yep. or something yeah. like that. So it has been like now – The NFLPA stance of we're not doing it, we're not doing it, we're going to do Zooms because this is what the future should look like because the ramp-up period, the timing, everything is better in our eyes after getting to experience it and we immediately thought cool okay good idea hope that happens but this ain't gonna work now another day passes it's not gonna work more teams are going back there's more people coaches that are talking to their players asking how we can fix this and how can we move on without the nflpa and nfl and it feels like this is just going to become a side point i wonder your thoughts on that whole thing this is kind of what we thought was going to happen and also jc Treder, how do you think he feels about this entire thing
6: I mean, Treader can't feel great about hearing 80, 70 players uh, showing up for the offseason program now. Do we know if there's any teams that have had zero people show up, like no attendance?
0: And even – I don't think so because the rookies we've yeah. seen rookie yeah. oh, stuff man. everywhere. Yeah. You know, I guess
6: other than rookies, is there any, is there a team where no vets have come back in?
0: I think we'll find that out here, like next week, this week as okay. we go into this week, because I think the OTAs in a lot of places are supposed to happen. Maybe because rookie camp was last week or whatever. So after rookie, normally the the vets come in and start doing shit. I think we'll continue to learn here, but it sounds like everybody is doing. Uh, well they fucked us yeah, yeah. we gotta go in yeah. like guys that wanted to go in probably like hey this is good for us to potentially go in there there's some things that I could benefit from they're probably in the group text going loud like hey there's 70 and 80 in Miami and New York we we gotta get back in there I need a job too and then there's gonna be the guys who were very spoken or outspoken about this that are like no this is the first time we've ever had the opportunity to really raise some shit we all think it's better to change it. We all want it changed. We've all wanted change. Let's do it. I don't know. If it, I don't know if that's going to happen for them, though. I'm not 100 sure. What do you guys
2: think teams can say to the players to like get them off the fence and get them in the building? Well, it, what the players scare them. Scare them that they're not going to be on the team
6: or that they're going to be replaced. They're not going to be a starter anymore. But the coaches, though, Pat, think about it. The coaches are stuck in the middle. Oh. They're not with the owners. They're not with the players. They're kind of on their own. There's not a coaches' union, so they're just trying to get players back. Into the facility however they can. That's why they're negotiating with their players directly to say, Hey, we're it's gonna be like a walkthrough pace here at OTAs.
0: They are twirling their whistles in their office in front of mirrors, I'd assume. This is what it's going to look like when the boys get back.
4: <laughs> they're
0: probably drawing up new plays. Okay, they got a new visor potentially, new sunglass game. That first drill, they've already designed it. They already know who's going first, what the coaching points are. Potentially, if guys were to do, accidentally do something that might happen, these coaches have been locked in their little cubicles all by themselves. Just can't wait to get out there and coach. And they're the ones that have been calling players, allegedly. I don't know if they're scaring the shit out of them. Telling them it's going to be impossible for you to make this team. Sorry. I, I'm just like, you know I have a couple of drills in my head you're going to fail at. Okay, you're going to look bad. I don't want that to happen. You don't want that to happen. You want to make money. These guys do too. There's coaches obviously potentially having that convo, but I think a lot of coaches are, what do, what do we need to do? <laughs> what, yeah. what do we need to do? Do we, do we need hand sanitizer for everybody? <laughs> do we need, the CDC just came out and said, hey, you're fucking hey. good. Hey. Got, what, do you need, what do you need me to do? What? That's what the coaches are doing. And they are going, just like you said, they have no side in this. They're going straight from the players like, we can get that going right up to the owner. Hey, this is what we fucking need, all right? And the owner's like, uh, like for instance, for the Colts, they're all back. And I don't know if it was the coaches and players that talked or whatever. I have no idea who it was. But I like to think of Frank Reich or some of the position coach going into her being like, hey, we need... Can you get everybody two new pairs of Jordans? Mm -hmm. Because COVID potentially, you know, travels from outside, inside. They want to have inside shoes and outside shoes. Also, they want some misters or whatever and some other things and masks that are a little bit bigger. And brother, tomorrow, tomorrow, brother, whatever we need. And then some teams probably, uh, we can't do that. We can't do that. And a lot of these teams are like, we can't you know, we can't get handicapped this season because of what other people are going to do or what the NFLPA and the NFL want to do. And we kind of, you know, we did break the news that that was happening, and now it is happening full force. Have to kind of expect that to only grow more.
5: Is there any chance this changes things in the future because players are just going around the NFLPA like, yeah, we don't need you right now. We could just go to the team to get what we want.
0: Jawan James losing $10 million because of an, like, does Denver, he sat out last year, so I don't know how Denver is feeling towards that. Now, there's not supposed to be any repercussions personally, physically, business-wise, or anything like that. I understand that. But humans are involved here. And not just humans. Football guys uh, are involved in this. Yeah. And ladies, okay? So those are, you know, like super football, football, football. That's, that's the whole mindset. If he gets hurt regular year where the NFLPA hasn't come out and said, hey, we're changing this, we're boycotting this— I think there's, I don't know the situation well enough, especially after a holdout, but there's a chance they pay that $10 million because it's in a the contract. They don't want to set the precedent. But I think legitimately because this has become such a public spat, this is them flexing their muscle. And the, it's not just, I don't think it's just the Broncos. I think that decision was made, by the way. I think a lot of people potentially talk to them and we're like, hey, can't do it, we can't do it, because literally what's going on right now, you know? And that Don't
6: set the precedent. Yeah, hey, you're going to screw us all. So they're talking to their, their other buddies that are on different teams, the GMs, owners, whoever, and saying, hey, like
0: we need to stand strong too. Yeah, and l- listen whenever a player loses out on 10 million dollars because of something allegedly publicly that the the union did it's immediately going to cause some of those potential feelings that are negative towards the NFLPA to come to light there's people tweeting the NFLPA fuck you basically from players yeah. and i want to let you know that's not a new thing okay that the the NFLPA has been hated by players for a very, very, very long time. Uh, Retired players, veterans that are in the league who have seen some things that have happened, and that's just the way it is. And by the way, you have to remember, an NFL locker room, a football locker room in general, is a melting pot of people from all different backgrounds, all different stories, all different everything. So they're going to view things business-wise differently. And the NFLPA has a tough job trying to bring you know what is great about football Together to make decisions about things that aren't Necessarily easy to decide upon okay With that being said I fucking hate the NFLPA. They, they, they asked me if I, I actually Didn't sign I didn't want to do it they made bad Business moves for me I thought I did not appreciate Them they didn't look out for me whenever I Looked out when I asked for them now there's A lot of people they have to look out for but I wasn't The only one there was other people that were like Yeah 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 or whatever and I think It wasn't until I realized like oh I don't like this Group of people at all Like I don't think they're looking out for The best interest of me at all other people people are like yeah, yeah i feel that that's going to happen now yeah. but you don't want to really you know i don't want to divide them when you're in there though because it's all kind of good it's an interesting situation aj well
6: it is and think about like the ufc and mma they talk yeah. about them trying to start a union all the time it's going to be so tough first off there's guys and gals from every parts of the world so like bringing them all together to band together and try to start a union when you know it's something dana white and them probably wouldn't Rather not have it doesn't help it doesn't help Dana and the UFC if a union starts.
0: Yeah, and by the way, at this point, what they
6: need represented—that's the thing. The NFL yeah, they, but, they represent the players, but listen, fighters need represented. You and I know.
0: You and I know. You and I know. When you go into that N- Madden check meeting, okay, that's how it's described. Hey, get your checks. We got your <laughs> checks. Okay, it's at the end of the longest day of the week. Normally Wednesday <laughs> or Thursday when guys have been in there literally since. 7 a.m., special teams meeting, team meeting, all their things. This is install day too, so there's a lot of stuff. At the very end of that day though, five o'clock, 5.30, guess what? Madden check meeting. Okay. Check. Okay, they're getting your checks, getting your checks. Okay, so that meeting is always strategically planned, it feels like, and it is a, uh, they show the video of how the NFLPA started and everything like that. The NFLPA, you know, and they're going back, like they were showing literal steel mills that my my grandparents worked in and <laughs> like other things, and they're like, there was rats in the locker room, and there was two jobs, three jobs, and these people, there, there was all these... Uh, it, it, infections and this was going around and business was happening and all this. And they tell the story of why the NFL uh, PA is the NFL PA. And I'm going to be honest, when you watch it, it's like, okay, like I understand that you know, like 60 years ago, there was a chance that you could lose a leg, and they're just not even gonna do surgery. You're gonna get infected, die, and they're just gonna kick you out to the curb, and everything's gonna happen. I understand that that happened. I'm very appreciative of that happen. I understand why the NFLPA exists because there's probably a lot of fuckery, just like there is now. Whenever you got billionaires dealing with anybody, I mean, that's coming out now through a divorce. Oh, but God. I'm just saying, oh. there's there is a big time divorce, brother. big time. Hey, that's gonna get that's gonna that's gonna get explosive. Get yeah. But I'm just I. understand why it exists and I understand why unions exist okay I come from Pittsburgh I very much understand why unions exist but at this point If there's money to be made by somebody and if they decide to do, I don't know how many people you're getting to start a union right now in the world. I don't know how many people you're going to be able to get, especially if it's like a UFC type thing or something like that. I don't know how easy that's going to be because the money is going to divide. And once you divide a union, you've conquered the union. And that just is that's kind of the purpose of a union. It's in the goddamn word. And then whenever you do that, it's just is it's kind of a. You know, I, just, I think we just talked about American labor, basically. Yep. Yeah. And some people say this show doesn't have range. Everybody can eat shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? Can't they, AJ? Can't they? Can't they? So, broke down the So onion. much range. Thanks. <laughs> Andrew
5: Carnegie would be proud. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Shout I think out. Pittsburgh would be proud, too. Mm-hmm. You
0: know, because that is, it, it's a real, that's a union city there. That is a very union yeah. city. And it's like, I understand why. And I understand, you know, that there is a purpose for it. Now, sometimes I think it gets in the way. I think it fucks some things up. I think it screws some people in some situations. But I understand why unions exist. And I appreciate what they've done for my family in Pittsburgh uh, and everything like that. And people like my neighbors and friends and everything like that. I understand why it exists. But whenever I had my dealing with the union I was in, It ended with me saying, I fucking hate these people. I I don't want to do business with you. I didn't even sign up for it. I was like one of the only people in the NFL that refused to sign just one piece of paper that they put in your lockers. I'm like, I'm not, you're not doing my business for me anymore. Now, did that ruin the rest of my life? Like, because they made deals for me? No, I don't even have a, I don't, I know nothing about it. I'm not saying everybody should feel the same way I do. That's just my personal experience. And it sounds like in situations like these, a lot more of those experiences get heard because it's like a, this is a bad decision. Strategically, this was a bad decision, but your message was cool. So it's kind of got to balance that whole thing. What do you and it do?
5: seems like everyone's coming at the PA and not the Broncos, because I can see the Broncos. So he played three games in 2019, sits out 2020, and then another Achilles injury in 2021. And then they're saying, like, I can see where people are like, oh, that's business for the Broncos. This is the PA's job to protect this player. Is that correct? Yeah, so the
0: PA is when it started the war – that probably led to him being sniped by this ten million dollars. Is what I assume a lot of players are thinking because that's an easy thing to think that the NFL would have paid that if it wasn't for this very public uh, dispute, right, AJ?
6: You think you think the the public nature is what caused them to turn him down? I feel like the team might have felt pressure to pay him because of that. No, we sky- know it's in the deal. Like You know the deal going in, though, in the CBA. Hey, if you get hurt outside the facility, they don't have to pay you.
0: Same on you. That's why I went skydiving uh, during the lockout, mm-hmm. and try to hop into a cage with sharks and stuff, because Cobra was charging me a lot, and they would have paid for it, Yeah, which is very, very nice of them. The NFL would not have paid for it. So that is something that we've all known going in. But if this was a quiet thing happening, where the players in the NFL behind closed doors were like, hey, we're not coming, all right, this is out. But since it got so public, and then the injury happened publicly, and then everything started getting exposed, I think the NFL was like, this is, we have to. Like, this is Clear. This is what they're fighting about, basically. I, you, you're probably right, but I think there are probably some people that in the NFL felt the same exact way as me, it was like, have to do it this is what they want they're asking for this basically well and
2: the broncos kind of have to be the team to you know take that first yes. step but do you think that kind of screws them in the long run like will players Remember? mentally yeah mentally think like hey don't forget it. if you go to denver you have to work out the facility because if you don't they won't fucking pay if you yeah, get hurt
0: you can't get better in the off season, yeah. like which is what everybody's saying it's like so i'm not allowed to work out to get better in the offseason i'm just supposed to show up as a slob but what, but what
6: players do? don't Players don't trust the other thirty-one teams to pay you if you get hurt away from the
0: facility either. It's in the contract. It we all literally yeah. it's one of those things that just like, hey, here's how it works. Yeah. And it's not necessarily yeah. it's not necessarily cool. Like I'm not saying this no. is something you enjoy and say like, okay, but it's when you're signing that contract, you've agreed to terms. Okay. So now we gotta go through the lawyer shit. So that last page that you're looking to sign, you see, that's where all the money is. That's where, like, okay, my future is. Okay, I have a job. All right, here we go. But in those other pages, you see, I think it's 16, they said. Clause 16, I think, is what it was. I did not remember that from my contract. I just remembered it as a hand going over a section saying, <laughs> so right here is where you're going to get fucked, basically. Yeah. Okay, this is how, and I go, okay, and I read through them. I'm like, so I'm not allowed to work out, outside the facility? You, you are allowed, but if you get hurt, You're going to have to make your way back into the facility and act like you were doing something in the facility. It's like, okay, got it. Got it. Okay, that's the game. All right. So don't get hurt outside the facility. And if I do, drag my ass in there. Got it. So it's always been talked about it. This has just become, you know, because they want to change OTAs. And obviously, you can't just do a handshake. Sound good. We all liked it. Can't have it. No way. Now, whenever you got that many lawyers and billions of dollars involved, that that's just not how it's gonna go. I
1: mean, this is just like their worst possible scenario. The isn't NFL it? PA? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they no. couldn't have gotten any worse.
6: Hey, I wonder if Pat, do you think this will is this an issue that the PA is gonna actually fight for when they do renegotiate?
1: Do you think there this could ever there could
6: ever be enough players that get screwed by this that they actually really do care?
0: You know what'll happen is that'll be a part of the mission statement going in. Yeah. And then once they get in there, they'll be like, "So we're gonna have to table that one because 18 games is now being talked about." Yeah, yeah. another, buy- like they, <laughs> they, it always happens. You know, it always is like uh, we had to table that one because of all this other stuff. And, and it, it
6: is compared to the league, though. Compared to everybody in the league, it's there's a small amount of people that get hurt outside the facility and don't get paid. We don't hear about
0: it. You very rarely hear about it. Like right now, with the spotlight on everything, I think maybe is why we're hearing about it. But you very rarely hear about it. You hear about the opposite. Like you hear like, oh, they they will continue to, uh, you know, honor the contract or whatever. You hear that a lot. You, you very, and maybe it's just been covered up for a long time. But I don't. I think this is one of the first times I've heard it where they're like, nah, fuck them, let them die. Well, especially after an opt out and like ten million dollar contract. Like I feel like
2: there's so many things that go into it with Juwan James specifically. Humans. Yeah, you got to remember humans. Covid. Make-
6: and COVID, the Broncos are saying, like, hey, we, we didn't have fans in the stands most of the games. Like, we, we need, this is a down year for us. That's probably what they're saying, too. Oh, you're saying, let's get that 10 mil back? Oh. Yeah, they're probably saying, what do you, like, look, compared to any other year, this was
0: a very Ma- unique year for us. Imagine them in the meeting. He sat out, <laughs> had a whole fucking season. You remember? We had a wide receiver play fucking quarterback for us. He didn't sit out that yeah. Day. He nope. wanted to play. Uh, the NFLPA wants us to fucking go to war about this. <laughs> and let's go circle this one here. $10 million. Yeah. Comes right back into the... We're... Kick rocks. Get him out of town. See ya. Yeah, see ya. Sorry, we're a hero amongst the other owners too. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and so, that stinks for Jawan, dude. Legitimate. Yep, yeah. Like, I feel terrible for him. He's going to sue, file a grievance. And maybe this whole situation between the NFLPA and NFL will get handled, which I don't think so. It's going to be a long one because it's an entire NFL schedule change. Okay, because the way the NFL yearly calendar is booked, there's something always coming, you know, and then there's a break and then there's something coming. With the OTAs where it is, there's a break and then there's a season. You know, if they were to move OTAs to season, that would get blended together. And this time here, the NFL would not be able to dominate. It's how they're probably, you know, well, this is year-long uh, relevancy and blah, blah, blah. This is, this is why we like it. It's also good. It's always worked. It's worked for 100 years. I don't know why. We would want to change now. You had one Zoom. like that. They'll make a much bigger deal out of it than it actually is probably to them. And they'll have people that were a part of uh, debate teams, master debaters, build up a bunch of reasons why mm-hmm. not to change yep. it. And they will act as if they were to change it. It must cost two more games from the players in the season. You're going to have to give up this, 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 and this. I mean, that is that is how every single decision is made in the NFL. It is There's no, like, smart, cool, let's do it. It's always like, pff, if we do that, you're going to have to give us at least – Probably four or five more games. And it's like we can't give you four or five. Well, you gotta give me at least one then. It's like everything in the NFL is like
2: that. Well, and they can add other stipulations. Like I think Gerald McCoy last year, people were upset because he tore his quad on like the first day of practice for the mm. Cowboys, and then they didn't pay him. It's like three million bucks or something.
6: Well,
0: there's probably didn't,
2: is it because he didn't make the opening
0: day roster? Yeah, probably that was his bonus yeah. at some point. Mm-hmm. Sorry to interrupt, but okay, guys. If you're single, are you dating on the Match app yet? That's a good question. Maybe, you know, maybe you took the lockdown and got ripped. Maybe you went the other route and you're a master bread maker. Whatever it is, man, get out there and share it, dude. I like that. This is gearing up for the perfect summer. Sports are back. We're all going to appreciate being outdoors. Don't be alone. Find someone awesome to share it with, Ty. Sounds good. And matches, of course, best at the matching part. All you need to do is download the app, set up your preferences, and their powerful recommendation engine will take it from there. That's simple. And bonus, it's now 100% free to message your top matches. Guys, I'll say this again. It is totally free to allow the powerful recommendation engine to find you some top matches and for you to send them messages. What are you waiting for? get ready to start something great download match now match they're finding you legit folks here right don't have to worry about that nonsense the search engine powerful recommendation engine find you love find you hey let's go enjoy this life huh but get, get a tag team partner yeah. ain't nothing like it stadiums are coming back you can go to a ball game with somebody hey, hey won't go to a game Hey, let's get out of our house! Go a ball game! It's been 14, 15 months! Get back in the game if you want to. If not, sorry for this entire long read if Mm -hmm. you're single and happy about it. But if you are looking to get back in to see, you know, what is out there for me, download Match Now. 100% free for messages to your top matches. That's a big deal. I don't know how long that's going to last, but download Match Now. Back to the show. But by the way, it's bullshit. But uh that's how these bazillionaires operate. Yeah, that's business. I think that's kind of how we are. <laughs> <laughs> really can you become a bazillionaire without being just an absolute fucking asshole? No. Don't
5: think Jason so. Jason Hill's so. contract. I mean, that just proves everything. Four like, year, 160 million, all avoidable. All avoidable.
0: While you're training out there, not as hard as Jameis. Nope. Right? But while you're training out there, go ahead and let that elbow get tight, pal. All right? Yeah. All four years avoidable, pal. All four years. By the way. Taysom and Sean Payton have to have the most respect for each other and trust in each other <laughs> yes. in the history of the war. He signed an entire contract that was fully voidable. Horseshit. Oh, yeah. How'd the NFLPA feel about that one, I wonder? Yeah, and how does how did
6: when Taysom's agent called it, like, okay, so here we go. Here's the deal. But before you get too excited, let me
0: just know it's all garbage. Just, it just didn't mean nothing, <laughs> but it looks good. This isn't like, real. How did that go? This is not real. Okay, what you're seeing here is just a piece of loose leaf. That's it. Mm. The words on it. Are all voidable? What does that mean? Bullshit. One hundred and sixty million though. Oh, okay. Where are we signing? Sure. Where are we signing? That's the old contracts too. ESPN used to do that. I remember thinking how much money guys were making, and it was like, okay. So if he cures cancer before his third year, he'll get a five million dollars bonus. Wow. Again, what is that even? How is that even? Did you have some hilarious bonuses in there, or was Andrew no. Brandt pretty fair?
6: No, we, my, with my agent too, like we didn't, anything that was in the contract, we didn't want to put any extra garbage that you're not going to get. Like they used to have stuff back in the day, like, a starting quarterback. If he leads the league in punting, he gets a $10 million bonus. Things like that they legit had in contract.
0: But in the end, it's a $60 million contract. And it's like, well, well... It was just to make
6: the... It was to, The agents wanted it because they wanted to make it look like they were signing these bigger deals, and the teams were probably fine with it, too. Luckily, I, most of that stuff is not in there. Anymore.
0: Well, that's because transparency is a real thing, but I think the teams wanted those deals to be out there, too. So, I think teams and agents were on the side of that. Teams look like they're like, oh, this is how much we're paying. We're doing this big thing. Agents like it because oh look what i negotiated i got your best for you and the person that signs that's probably pumped and then by the end of it they're like i thought there was headlines and shit about Ooh, my contract yeah, what, what happened million, so i that. made seven million where I is was. i made four hundred thousand dollars <laughs> yeah. wasn't
2: your bonus one of your bonuses like it said a certain amount of money but then after taxes and everything it was oh like yeah half of it? i got a
0: one million dollar signing bonus going into uh, after I, I was franchise tagged for a year Funny interaction before that one and then uh then after the franchise tag, I signed a deal, and it was guarantee I forget what the guarantees were, but as a punner it's like it's basically all guarantee if you make the team or whatever. I forget the exact wordage, but I was, I was just or verbiage. I was just starting to get good though, so I was, I was cool with whatever. Have a bonus in there for the Pro Bowl, you know, like two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Even though I can't control that at all, I thought that was a nice little gift to me. I would want to go get each year or whatever, you know. And I got screwed out of it a couple of times, but I got it a couple of times too. Mm-hmm. One time, Jim paid me. Uh, without playing in it, when I guess he didn't have to, they all told me like because I had a dislocated kneecap, so I did not want to train through that to go play in the Pro Bowl, and I was retiring at the point. And they're like, "Well, Jim, it does say in the contract that you have to play in the Pro Bowl." I was, like, I was voted the Pro Bowl. You have to play in Pro Bowl. Jim doesn't have to pay you. And then next week, I got two hundred fifty thousand dollars check. I was like, "Jim, <laughs> yeah, hey, thank you, Jim." He paid me before the Pro Bowl. You know, I that was That's very, awesome. that was very. It was like a retirement. Like here, have a good time out there. If you go broke, we'd still like for you to kick. But I wanted a one million dollar signing bonus just because I wanted the. The check for one million bucks. You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Can we make a, a signing bonus for one million bucks?" That's all I really asked for. And they're like, "Yeah." And I fucking signed it. I was so excited, and I got the check. And that was really where, you know, it opened my eyes on the. <laughs> you, didn't, uh,
6: taxes. you didn't know about taxes?
0: No, I did because earlier, like your rookie, my rookie contract much smaller than yours. Okay, yeah. <laughs> five overall pick, two twenty-two, much different. So I see the taxes. You know, like you, I saw like the taxes. Like okay, state state we played in state we work in county we played in county we work in uh also uh dues for the union uh 401k stock which is good but you you see all that and you're like damn this is huge but whenever it's like a a even number like a million you when you start seeing like these motherfuckers got how much from me and you like you go through it and i i remember i got a check for one million dollars and then he flipped the thing out, and on the bottom, it's like how the actual money is and what it actually is or whatever. And I remember seeing it just going like, yeah, damn, should have been 1.8, I should have asked <laughs> a right. Should have been a 1.8, 1.9 <laughs> yeah. is what I should have asked for for this whole thing. So it was kind of gone. But yeah, that's a that's a that's quite a slap in the face where you're like, damn, congrats to Uncle Sam mm-hmm. and Uncle States, whichever ones yeah, want to get whatever they want there. It's wild. But I'm lucky, lucky to give it, lucky to give it, lucky to give it. But let's good, not fucking get crazy. Come okay. on. Jeez. Let's not get crazy, all right? I grew up in a six-foot-by-seven-foot room, okay? Son of a truck driver and mama's a mom was secretary, all right? Worked my ass off. Very lucky to be where I'm at. But when that motherfucker wanted to tax 80% or 90% during his run, I was like, I don't get into politics, but I hate that fucking old guy. <laughs> I don't like that guy at all, pal. Now, aside from that, I do believe we have to pay above our fair share to help out everybody who was potentially in a situation that I was in before and many people, others, but there, there sometimes people are just like, add the taxes, add the taxes, add the taxes. It's like, Yo, we, you know, there's a lot of fucking taxes out there. Huh? Everything is taxed. Okay. I'm breathing taxed air right now. That's I right. fucking bet if they can figure out how to do it in every tax that gets added, guess what the government doesn't do. They ain't never take those back. Uh uh-uh. So like, it's like, oh, we should throw this tax and this is fun. And then it's like the government's like, yeah, it is fun. Isn't it? Okay, let's, let's reduce taxes. Are we going to get rid of any? No, 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 no. No, we just won't add any other ones. It's like, okay, God damn it. So anyways, that's my little rant. I think it was Biden. No, it was uh, Bernie. 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 Fucking Bernie. Bernie. Everybody, I love Bernie, love Bernie. Come Bernie won 92% or something. I'm like, Bernie, fuck you, Bernie. I worked my ass off. Okay, what about my kids? What about little Aristotle McAfee? Yeah. I want him to think that, you know, his little 100 bucks allowance he's getting a month or whatever could go up if he wants to work Mm -hmm. for it, but he's going to get taxed. $92 on that thing. Mm -hmm. That's all we need Aristotle to think about. That's all we need Aristotle to think
6: about. The IRS is pretty powerful. You cannot ask Wesley Snipes. You cannot get around.
4: (laughs) Not just Wesley Snipes, by the way. Plenty of them. You can
0: ask everybody out there. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this show. There's a lot of different, you know, content out there that you could rock with. The fact that you do with us, you're the fucking best, dude, okay? You're absolute best. Hashtag end Squad. Ty is giving away money daily over there, a random scrolling through. If you made it this far, you're a massive fan. You should be rewarded. We appreciate you. A big show tomorrow. Uh, I, think, I think tomorrow's going to be a big one. Uh, Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Tuesday. We'll see you big-ass Wednesday, manana. Cheers.